Lucky to be here. It's January, beginning of the year. I don't know what that means, but hey, we're here anyway, eh? So that's good <laughs> for those of you who are here. Yeah. Lovely uh, being in God's presence, not, not just individually, but corporately. It is, it is just beautiful how each one brings as we worship, as our worship overflows to the person next to us and how we can feed off that. Uh, that's why corporate worship is different. It's not because God's presence is here, not when we're in our car singing this song or not at home when we're singing, but it's we're we drinking from the overflow of each other, eh? and it's, it's beautiful. It's like um, So, um, yeah, the preach today is actually very cool. I, um, in December, I watched a series about history, and it's just this little short episodes, and one of the episodes that really stood out for me was the episodes about lasers. Funny enough, anyway. So lasers, it's, not, it's, it's quite a new invention, actually. It's only been around for about, what, 60 years, 40, 60 years, invented in the 1960s. And ever since it's been invented, it has really penetrated pretty much every part of our life. I don't know if you guys realize it, but as I saw it, I just realized that it is literally everywhere. I mean, in all elements. If you think about CDs, for the young guys, it's that little disc, you know. I don't know most of the... <laughs> not the MP3, the CD. You know? so CDs in the music industries, laser printers. Jared's not here, so I can't talk about laser printers. But, yeah, how laser printers can cut and printers that actually print with ink, laser ink. Barcodes, huh? Did you realize that's a laser that scans the barcode? That's how, how, you can that, how they can help you that quickly at checkers. No, 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 that quickly. <laughs> I, I had to put that in there. I knew Steve was going to say something. Anyway, but that's barcodes, eh? So that's the laser got invented for that. Well, not got invented for that, got, got used for it. DNA sequencing, and then obviously the big one, fiber internet, right? Fiber. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But that's the crazy thing, eh? Everyone just thought it was fiction, and now everyone's going like, let's make lightsabers because we've got lasers, eh? Anyway, and then you've got uh, surgery, eh? In, on the operating tables, they operate. It's just uh, when they operate on your eyes, the guy, what do you call the guys? Eye doctors? Optometrists, there you go. But, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they can just pinpoint exactly and zzz and they laser that thing, and it is just no invasive therapy needed. It is just so quickly and easily, uh, right? Cutting um, through metal, th thick metal, and then obviously in the military and the law enforcement, and that kind of got me. It's kind of the newest invention, really, is where in the military they're now weaponizing lasers, and that's where the, um, the I don't do Star Wars, the lightsabers comes in, eh? They can just shoot this piece of light and poof, destroys the target, and it moves at the speed of light. And you don't hear it. It is absolutely crazy. But anyway, so that's just a fun fact. But no, it will actually tie into my preach. It's not just random facts that I told you. But yeah, we are called to reflect God's presence, right? So as we are on this earth and as we receive Jesus in our hearts, we shine a light, but we, we're not the source, right? It shines through us. And it led me to the point where we're actually reflecting Jesus. As we receive of Jesus in our time with Him, in our walk with Him, as we spend time with Him, we are reflecting, we're radiating His light out of us, right? We, we're not reflecting ourselves. Well, hopefully not, but sometimes we do, and I'll chat about that now. But we should be reflecting Jesus, the pure Jesus, as we see and as we learn from Him in the Bible and as we learn of His character and as the Holy Spirit comes into us and He, and he 
radiates through us. And as people look into our eyes and they say, what's different about you? But that they see Jesus as we reflect Jesus. So we reflectors, right? And uh, it's, that's why lasers, because lasers uses light and reflection. So we'll tie in the laser shortly. Francho, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> so let's see John 12, verse 45. And whoever sees, whoever sees me sees him who sent me. And this is Jesus. But as people look to us, they should see Jesus. And ultimately, if they see Jesus in us, they see the Father, right? But it doesn't always look that way because we're not perfect. But we should strive when people look at us that they see Jesus. And when they see Jesus, they see the Father. And then they cannot other than say, Lord, Lord, be my Savior, be my King, right? That's what Pia, it says it's not just about evangelism. It's a, it's a way of living. It is giving over of yourself, becoming empty that came out in the prayer meeting. It's beautiful. As we empty ourselves, we can be filled and we can radiate Jesus out of us and we can reflect Jesus. So this means allowing the light to shine into us, right? Because to be able to reflect Him, we need to be filled with Him. So the light needs to come in so that it can go out, right? That, that's, that's logic, surely. I don't have to explain that. No? Okay. I'm not good at science, but yeah. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. For God, who, uh, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It's a long sentence, but it is beautiful that as we, sh- as we allow the light to shine into us, we shine out and we reflect Jesus. But now this is where it gets uncomfortable. Because you see, we like keeping things in the dark. Privacy, right? That's why we have the poppy act. <laughs> We're... Uh, if you walk in somewhere and they ask for your ID number, I go, like, why? Why do you need my ID number if I sign in at a gate? But anyway, so we, we like to keep things private. But that's sin. We, 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 we sh- we're shameful. Adam and Eve fell into sin, right? They ate of the fruit and they cover, right? They hide. And that's what we do. And as soon as the light shines, now it is, you know, I wanted to bring a torch, but I don't have one that's bright enough. But it's uncomfortable when that light shines in uncomfortable places, right? We want to draw the blinds, want to close the curtains, don't want it to let it come in. And then sometimes you allow it in, but only in the front section, right? The living room. We do many sitcoms. So this is where it gets uncomfortable, but it's okay. We should step into the uncomfortable and say, Jesus, let your light shine in every aspect of my life, right? And as that light shines, it reveals sin. It reveals iniquities, just shortcomings, not necessarily sin. But it reveals elements within us that we're holding on to. The beautiful thing that is not a beautiful thing, but we love our personality, hopefully, most of us. Well, we hold on to it. But sometimes we allow our personality or what we think is our personality, but this is how God has made me. Shy, I don't have to talk to people. Or my personality is to be loud and just forceful and I can make jokes with people and push them around or... My personality is, I don't know, what's another one? That's just introvert and extrovert. I had to be awesome, Danaya. <laughs> my personality is to be cool. I just have the swag, so no, I'm not going to lift my hands in worship, or no, I'm not going to do that dance on stage. But you see, that's not necessarily sin, but it's hampering us for, for, 
running fully into the kingdom. And as the light comes in into uncomfortable places, and it's a beautiful thing I said to Wade, you know, on an operating table, I don't know how many of you have been on an operating table awake. Probably only ladies that had C-sections, right? So that's the beautiful thing about medicine. You get not narcotics. What's the one? <laughs> Anesthetics. <laughs> but it's a formula. So you don't see that light, that blinding light. But the, the guys that are operating need to see what they're doing. So the light needs to shine into those dark holes so that they can see where's the bleeding happening. So that they can see where's the obstructions. You see, we're bleeding if the light doesn't come in. You see, we're dying inside if the light doesn't come in. And if the light doesn't come in, it can't shine out. And if it doesn't come in fully, it doesn't shine out fully. If we only allow a portion of the light in a portion of our life, it will only reflect a portion of Christ. But no, we, ref we call to reflect God fully so that the world can see the Father fully so that they can come to full salvation and hear the full gospel with all its uncomfortable aspects and so that they can run fully for the king. But that's uncomfortable. But that's okay. But that's why we have one another. But I'll get to that now. Okay. So we can refract or disperse the original light source. All right. So see Jesus. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light within us, within the Holy Spirit, and He shines in us. But now sometimes we take that light that comes in and we twist it a bit. Does that make sense? So example can be we receive the full gospel, which is Jesus, but there's certain elements of it that's uncomfortable. Let's say tithing, right? <laughs> it's uncomfortable. So I won't, I'll change that slightly. Or um, you receive Jesus and part of that is there's no sin right? But I really like sleeping with my girlfriend, right? So I'll just change that a little bit and then reflect a bit of Jesus without that. So we change it. So that's refracting. So put that slide up, Jonas. Not that one. Sorry, is that refracting? <laughs> that's refracting. <laughs> right, so that's actually a piece of paper and the arrows are both showing in the same direction. Science tells us that if you put that glass there and as light travels through that medium of water, right, light, you get it, it actually changes how your eye perceives the, the truth, right? So the truth is that both the arrows are showing left. But we now are reflecting that arrow, we're twisting it a bit, and we're showing to the world something different. We think we're showing Jesus, but we're actually not. Is that a bit harsh? <laughs> so, if we, if we, that's, that's actually doing more harm, right? It's actually doing more harm to the kingdom, thinking we're showing people Jesus, thinking we're ministering to people, but actually we're just stroking our ego, or actually we're just chasing our own selfish desires. We're sitting in a business deal maybe and saying to someone, you really need to do this. I can walk closely with you getting this contract or getting employed or whatever. I can help you to be accountable and you know, we can let Jesus shine through this business or whatever. But actually you're just looking for your own financial gain. We're actually just looking to better your business. That's your motive. 
Or you give a prophetic word to someone. Hey, I saw your husband, your future husband today. Huh? Or uh, swearing, right? Now we do know that there's grace in the kingdom. We, we know. We understand. I sh- I'm sure we do. But sometimes we also take grace and we do this. We see grace in the Bible, but we also see justice of a sovereign God. But then we apply it that's comfortable to us. And this is what I wanted to say with this is, let the light come in. See it as it is in the Bible. Get comfortable with the full gospel and reflect that. And we're going to get it wrong. We do get it wrong. But that's why we have one another, right? So we'll get to that now. I I promise. That's the laser part. Okay. So the next photo, it's another scientific element of light. But that's beautiful. When Steve saw it, he's like, oh, that's beautiful. But for my purposes, that's not beautiful. (laughs) So that's light dispersion. So it's the, the science behind it is light travels through the medium, right? A medium again, the light. Comes in as pure white light. And it travels through the medium, and now it, it shines out this beautiful rainbow. And it's beautiful. It looks nice. It looks comfortable. Yeah? But it's, it's not true to the source. It's the same thing, but the way we show it is not true to the original source. You get what I'm saying? And although it's correct, scientific correct, although it is pretty. It doesn't mean it's the truth. It doesn't mean it's the full Jesus. You see, you can't, this is a beautiful one actually, the church is an uncomfortable place. Who agrees with me? No one. Just Marshall. <laughs> so church is uncomfortable. You have to let people into your life. You have to give them lifts. You have to make sure that the people have something to eat. You can't sue them. You can't take them to court if they're in church with you. That's really... <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to be accountable. You have to open your life. People ask how your marriage is like. They ask you how you teach the children and they give input and everyone is, it's uncomfortable. But you see, that's the true design. It wasn't meant to be comfortable. And sometimes church can look messy, right? Sometimes it can look blunt, the same way that piece of light, that original light is coming in. It looks Uh, not beautiful, but we can't make it this rainbow. We can't make it about ponies and nice entertainment, and I think that's that word that came out. It's not about entertainment. It's not about education. It's not about a babysitting service. It's not about a nice preach. It's not about just killing time. No, this is about equipping you for the work of the ministry, going into the nations, right? It is, it is about becoming less, dying to live, letting the true light shine into you so that you can reflect the same true light out into the nation. Is that good? Is that all right? Okay. John 1 verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, that's a beautiful verse. I'm taking nothing away of it. But sometimes we take that scripture, that verse, and we 
apply it to ourselves individually. And we take it upon ourselves to take our light within us and to go into the darkness. And Stefan used the example of Meneer van Sale who went into the Kango Caves. So he literally went into the darkness with his little light. That per se wasn't wrong. But you see, there's so much more than being rooted in a body. There's so much more security and safety. In, in fact, actually, the design within the New Testament, as we see it in the New Testament churches, is the church bringing the gospel to the nations. Not just one person and his gifting. So, sometimes we believe our gifting is enough within us as an individual to go into shenanigans. That's a George pub. What's a morsel by? Into bones. Right? In my old, not my old life. I don't know. I don't have a good example. But uh, some, we do. We hear it. We say it. But we're not. So, we say, okay, but I'm newly saved. Four months in. I need to go back to my family. And I need to shine the light. And I need to convert them all. And you come back after December and you're so smacked left, right, and center that you barely know, know if you're saved because you're not sure now because you're not fully rooted in. And that per se isn't wrong. That's okay. Go and shine the light. That is right. But you see, Jesus designed, God designed from the beginning the church to bring the gospel to the nations. God designed the church to alleviate poverty as we were amongst each other help and make sure that there's no need amongst us. But you see, you need Jesus for that. Jesus needs to be the center of that church. Jesus needs to be the center of that body. There needs to be elders. There needs to be some form of discipline and accountability and not just a lone ranger out there. Okay. Is that all right? Okay. Andrew uses this beautiful analogy in the church planters course, and it's stuck with me ever since. That if you imagine, so the earth, the world as we know it, is in sin. It is, it, is, it, is in, it is falling apart, and it desperately needs Jesus, right? But there's a cure to this sickness, and that cure is the gospel, Jesus, the full gospel. And God designed this antidote the gospel, to be administered to the sick world through a syringe, right? The doctor gives you an injection. Grip and spiting, or I don't know, what do they give you? Intravain, or what, tetanus shot, or whatever. And that, that syringe is the church. And the gospel of Jesus is within that syringe. The God designed this antidote to be administered to the sick world through the church, that syringe. And the church is the vessel, and we're part of that church. And as we come together, and as we bring our gifts together, as we reflect God and Jesus, the light, through us together, it becomes this beam of light. If we allow God to place our reflectors into the perfect position within the body of Christ. As He designed it from the start, each with our specific purpose, and we allow Him to align us 
even if it's uncomfortable, so that we can each play our part. The light bounces back and forth between us. You see, in worship, that overflow that we're drinking of, that light that's reflecting from you onto me, back and forth. And that's the principle of a laser. It's a light beam just reflecting between mirrors, reflecting, reflecting. And now we bring our bit, we bring our gift from the same spirit, which looks a bit different. All right, so let me just say something about that. We all have our different gifts. But through our individualism, our, our being, indiv- we're not the same, right? We're not the same. That's okay. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so the way we administer our gifts from the same spirit looks a bit different, and that's good. So God places Francois there to reflect his light, rooted in a body. And then he places Janas there at the right angle. And he places Stefan there in the right places, within the right environment, within the right social sphere, within the right job, if we listen to him, within, with the right husband or wife, and with the right children. And as they all reflect their light, this light bounces, bounces, bounces. And then it, it gets focused as, it, as Jesus brings it together with one heart, one mind, one purpose. And this beam of light shines out into the nation, into the world, into the environment. So you see, it's like a lighthouse, if you can imagine. The lighthouse, the light, there's a beautiful picture at the back. It's not just the light. It's got its reflecting panels set up, directing that beam into the right direction. And as we believe Jesus leads this church, he will direct us as a church into the right direction so that the light will shine in that direction. So now Jesus is guiding that light, which is the truth, right, which is pure, and people are seeing this light. Imagine like the big star of Bethlehem as Jesus is born. And people look up and they're like, wow, that's different. So the church can shine that light. And it's different. And they're drawn to it. The, the light beam catches them. And they go, oh, what is this? It, it, it's showing some darkness here inside of me. Suddenly there's light. And as you carry into your environment into your workplace, into your classroom, into your um, lecture hall, into your wherever you go, into your work, some of that light spills over. And people are drawn to that. And they come to Jesus, rooted in the church. And now, becoming part of the church, they can be discipled. They can see the true light. They can allow that true light in them, and they can start reflecting that light. And they can have a new area where they can shine the light in. What is important about the body of Christ and the church is, as we reflect the light, we can see within each other how the light is reflecting. It's, it's real. We can see within each other. Where are we on our walk? It sounds weird, but it isn't. It's, if you say it out loud, it is. We're not, but we, within the Spirit, we can sense where, we, where one another is at, right? And we can see some of the blemishes on our reflecting mirrors, where we're not reflecting Christ fully. And that's where we are with one another, where we can help one another, where we can disciple one another out of that blemishes, 
where we can now clean it up and allow the Holy Spirit to repair some of the cracks in some of the mirrors, where the Holy Spirit can come through the giftings within the body and come and polish some of those mirrors that are scratched or dull and not the light is shining on it, but there's just nothing coming out of it. Or some of the mirrors that are shining in the wrong direction, right? Some are standing there on the outside. They just have some purpose. They're shining the light, but it's not part of this beam. It's that just the little light on the side. But as soon as they come in, they add to the momentum of what God is doing within his body. You see, sin is bad. We all agree on that, right? But sin can look beautiful. It can feel good. It does. But you see, it kills. And that's what we know. As we come to learn Christ, we know that it kills ultimately. So, as Christians, we don't believe that we should let the the truth be look beautiful and prettify it. People should hold on fully to the truth, however it looks like, but the full truth. And if we see within one another that we are dipping our toes <laughs> into sin, and we're allowing sin to get a foothold into our lives, and it is now dimming the light that we are reflecting, we can help one another to align one another, to just make sure that mirror is right. Is that good? You see, we serve, a, we serve a purpose greater than ours. Our gifts are for the body as we administer our gifts in the body. And it adds momentum in the body. And that shines into the darkness. But first, we have to allow that light to penetrate the darkness in our hearts. So can I ask that we close our eyes? If you're here tonight and you haven't allowed the true light in your heart, you haven't allowed Jesus, the King of Kings, in your heart, and you feel tonight is the night, I want to invite you. Allow us to pray with you. If you want to allow Jesus in your heart tonight, be brave and raise your hand. See that hand? Yes. Awesome. You see, the devil comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. But Jesus comes to save. And to heal. And to put you in your purpose that he's designed you from the start. 